0: All right, tough one last night at Truist Park as the Marlins fall the Braves 6-4. Marlins led 4-0 in this game, gave up four runs in the eighth and end up losing this third game. That is now four in a row that the Marlins have lost early on in this season. And for the recap, as always, here is your radio voice, Kyle Seeloff.
1: Well, there's a lot to talk about here. This is uh, not a good night for the Marlins. Plenty to break down from this ballgame. This has been a house of horrors for the Marlins going back to 2017 when this ballpark opened. The Marlins carried a 4-2 lead into the bottom of the eighth inning tonight. They gave the Braves just a little daylight. They cracked the door open for them, and they knocked that puppy down. And the Braves score four runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. And they win this ballgame by a final of 6-4 to four at Truist Park on this wet and damp and cold Wednesday night outside of downtown Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, good to be with you here on the 10th Inning Show again. Uh, plenty to discuss from this Marlins loss here tonight. Uh, we'll start with how it all started, and that was with the Marlins' ace, Sandy Alcantara. He went five and two-thirds innings in this ballgame, allowed a couple of runs on four hits. Three walks, six strikeouts. He did allow one home run, but Sandy Alcantara, after leaving in the sixth inning of this ball game, did leave in line for a victory. The Marlins led this ball game four to nothing. They got solo homers in the second, the third, in the fourth. John Birdie collected an RBI in the sixth inning. They had a four nothing lead. Atlanta threatened in the sixth. They did get a couple of runs. Again, we'll take a listen to all the highlights from this game in just a couple of minutes. For me, when you take a look at the bottom of the eighth, I think there's a lot to discuss. I look forward to hearing from Marlins manager Skip Schumacher coming up shortly. I think Skip has done a wonderful job this season. I think he has pressed every right button. They have a rhyme, a reason for everything. You go to the bottom of the eighth, you certainly – Obviously, do not question Dylan Floro coming into the ball game. He has been phenomenal. He was darn near perfect coming into this outing against the Atlanta Braves tonight. When it's all said and done, Floro gives up the four runs, three earned, four hits, a third of an inning, but take a look at how it all breaks down. Olsen leads off with the home run in the bottom of the eighth inning, and you don't sweat it within reason. Solo homers do not kill you. The Marlins still had a one-run lead. They were hanging on. I mean, they were clinging, but they had a 4-3 to lead. floral then gets the three unassisted put out from Garrett Cooper, but then the worm started to turn a little bit when Murphy, the catcher, hit the ball deep behind the bag at third. They credit him with a hit, but if we also hear from John Birdie in this ballgame, I promise you, He's probably going to say it's a play that I've got to make and make a strong throw to first. The throw was high. It was up the line towards home plate. It pulled Cooper off the bag. It doesn't really matter. The official scores go single, but that is where the door started to open up here for the Atlanta Braves. And then with Murphy at first, Brian Snitker goes and gets the speedy pinch runner, Nick Solak, to come into the ball game, And Eddie Rosario... Rips a game tying triple down the right field line. Again, I am not questioning Skip Schumacher. What I will be curious to hear post game is if there was any thought late in the ball game to putting Yuli Guriel in at first base as a defensive replacement, a guy that has won a gold glove. He might not feel well. He may have been unavailable tonight. You never know. The coaching staff, I am sure, thought about it, looked into it. I'll be curious to see what we get from downstairs coming up shortly. But then, after the RBI triple-tied the game, they intentionally walk Ozzy Albies. He takes off from first. It was a de facto, it was a pseudo-hit and run. Grissom pounded an RBI single up the alley in right center field. And it, uh, unfortunately, was rather academic from there on out. Ozuna then hit a ground ball back to Dylan Floro. He threw it past Jacob Stallings. Brave score, four runs there in the bottom of the eighth inning. But again, Craig and I were talking about it. When you play the Braves, we have talked about it with the Braves, and we have talked about it with the Mets in recent seasons. When you play really good teams, and I bring those two teams up, these are the two teams the Marlins see a ton during the regular season. Obviously not so much this year with a balanced schedule. But when you give them just a little bit, you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile, and they're going to find a way to beat you. And unfortunately for the Marlins, that's what happens here tonight. In 56 games now at Truist Park, make it 57. The Braves are 40 and 17. Tough night for the Marlins. You know, you put your ace on the mound, and you can't win a ball game, especially one that you led four to nothing. And it just started to. Uh, unravel there in the eighth inning the Marlins for the first time this season now have lost four games in a row and we'll see how they rebound tomorrow afternoon we get set for a 12-20 matinee that'll feature Braxton Garrett and Kyle Wright let's take a listen to the highlights from this ball game tonight the Marlins got on the board early in the second thanks to Jesus Sanchez Here's the 3-2 pitch. That swung on, hit high in the air, deep to right field. Forget about it. Jesus Sanchez, oh, into the upper tank in right field. Sanchez with a two-out bomb. It's his first of the season. The Marlins have a 1-0 lead. That was just the start to what we would be a pretty decent night for the Marlins offensively after Sanchez's two-out bomb in the second. It was Jazz's turn with one out
2: in the third. Here's the 3-1. That's ripped to deep center. Going back is Hilliard. Back to the wall. He's looking. He jumps. It's gone. Jazz Chisholm Jr. back-to-back nights. That's his fifth homer of the year. Over the 400-foot mark, it's straightaway center. And the Marlins with solo homers lead 2-0.
1: So they get the solo shot from Sanchez in the second, the solo shot from Chisholm in the third. And then uh, Avi Garcia got in on the fun with one out, nobody out in the fourth.
2: 2 0 pitch to Garcia. He hits one deep to left field. Way back. That ball is out of here. Marlins with their third homer of the game. That was in the middle deck. Avi Garcia on a 2 0 pitch. His third of the year, it's 3 0.
1: And the Marlins would get one more. They would take a 4 0 lead in the sixth inning. John Birdie at the play with the bases loaded. And that misses outside ball four. Boy, it looked like that pitch might have had a piece of the outside corner. Tonkin walks in a run, and the Marlins have a 4-0 lead here in the sixth. Marlins would carry that 4-0 lead into the bottom of the sixth inning. Sandy still out there for the Marlins, leading off the bottom of the sixth for Atlanta. Third time through the order, Ronald Acuna Jr. Falcontra's pitch is swung on, hit high in the air, deep left center field. Garcia's going to give it a look, but this is going to leave the yard. Ronald Acuna Jr. has gone deep for the fourth time this season. The Atlanta Braves are on the scoreboard here tonight. It's 4-1 Miami. So in a 4-1 game with one out, Austin Riley doubled. Sean Murphy bounced out to third. With a runner at second base and two outs in the sixth, Rosario walked. Albies walked. The night was over for Sandy Alcantara. Waskar Brazoban came into the ball game, but the bases loaded in two outs. It was a 4-1 to game at the bottom of the sixth inning. Von Grissop was the platter. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Swing at a ground ball through the left side to the base hit. Scoring from third is Riley. Right behind him, Rosario. Throw comes in towards the plate. A catch and a tag and he's out. A rocket from Garcia in the left. The inning is over. What a bomb from Garcia in left field. Holy cow. He came up firing Kyle. It could have been a lot worse. The Braves get two here at the bottom of the sixth inning on the strength of three hits. No errors. Two men left on base. We'll go to the seventh. It's four to two Miami on the Marlins Radio Network. Garcia has looked better lately and he had a really big night at the plate and in the field. It could have been a whole lot worse and it totally could have gotten out of hand there in the sixth inning. But Garcia's defensive play of the game up until that juncture was a massive play and it preserved a 4-2 lead for the Marlins. Okay, so fast forward to the bottom of the eighth inning, leading off the bottom of the eighth facing Dylan Flora, who had not yet given up a run this season, was the slugging left-handed first baseman, Matt Olson.
2: 1-1 pitch, ripped to right field, it's deep. Back to the wall, Sanchez, and it is gone! Over the top of the brick, in right field, Matt Olsen is seventh homer of the year. It's now a 4-3 game.
1: But Floro bounced back. He got a quick out on a ground out to first, a play that went three unassisted. And then after Sean Murphy reached on an infield single, not an easy play for Birdie again, probably one that he'll tell everybody he's got to make. He was at first base, although he was pinched ran for. Nick Solak's got a lot of speed. He was recalled yesterday. Brian Snitker put him at first base and then at the plate representing the go-ahead run with the tying run at first was Eddie Rosario.
2: Here's the pitch. Runner does go grounded underneath the glove of Cooper. It goes in the right field. Runner had stopped. Now Solak is rounding third. He's going to score. Rosario to third. That ball got under the glove of Cooper and the Braves have tied the game up.
1: One thing I should mention, too, about this play in the bottom of the eighth inning. It was a very slow-developing play on a really wet and cold and damp night in Atlanta. Cooper couldn't field the ball. He kind of just laid on his belly to his left, and the ball just slowly rolled down the right-field line. Solak rounded the bag at second. He had no idea where the baseball was. He essentially totally put on the brakes but because Jesus Sanchez was so deep in the gap in right center field, it took him forever to get to the baseball, and solak got enough speed. Once he realized where the baseball was, he came around to score. So that tied the ball game. The next man up was Ozzie Albies. He was intentionally walked. Then the Braves had runners at first and third with one out in the eighth inning. Von Grissom was the batter.
2: Infield, a double play Beth Runner goes, and it goes through the hole as they were going to cover second. And the Braves have taken the lead in the bottom of the eighth. A base hit by Grissom. Albies over to third. Now oh, it's a de facto
1: hit and run. Grissom got a pitch to hit. He jammed him with a sinker. And with Albies taking off on the pitch, the second baseman Arise had to cover the bag at second. It totally vacated the right side of the diamond. And the Braves have the lead. And uh, that gave the Braves the lead. They would not look back in this ball game tonight, although they did get one more run. The next man at the plate was Marcelo Zuna.
2: Runner goes, 1-1 one, one pitch, ground ball. The pitcher has it, Floro, he's got it, he'll throw to the plate, he throws it wild! He threw it by Stallings! I don't believe it, a routine play. The Albies had stopped, he was gonna get in a rundown, and Floro just threw it by Stallings. Runners go to second and third, 6-4 Atlanta.
1: All right, so the Braves get four runs on four hits, no errors, or one error, my apologies, in the bottom of the eighth inning, and the Braves lead the bases loaded. Floro came out, Nardi came in uh, and cleaned up the rest of the mess there in the eighth inning. Uh, we would go to the top of the ninth inning. A.J. Minter came into this ballgame. The first man he faced was John Birdie. He struck out swinging. Gene Segura came off the bench, first pitch swing, and he flew out to right field. And the uh, last hope for the Marlins tonight was their shortstop, Garrett Hampson. Here's the one-two. Swinging a miss, the ball game is over. Braves win it six to four. They score four in the bottom of the eighth to bury the Marlins on this Wednesday night in Atlanta. Tough night for the Marlins. They lose this ball game six to four. They are now a game under 500 at 12 and 13. If they want to get back to 500 tomorrow, they will need a really solid performance from Braxton Garrett, who's been very very good this season. This is a really dangerous Atlanta Braves ball club who has hit lefties a lot better than righties. Marlins will see the right-hander Kyle Wright tomorrow at 12.20. We'll be on there at 1.50. All right, totals from this ballgame tonight for the Marlins. Four runs, five hits, and error, five men left on base. For the Atlanta Braves, six runs, nine hits, and no errors. They leave eight men on base. Your winner is Michael Tonkin. He's 2-1 this season. The loser is Dylan Floro. He is 1-1. A.J. Minter's been a little wobbly, but he uh, had himself a perfect ninth. He collected his fifth save of the season. We started this ballgame at 7.20. It ends at 9.48. Total game time, two hours and 28 minutes in front of 30,282 on an overcast 55-degree evening. A little chilly here at Truist Park in Atlanta, Georgia. For the Marlins pitching staff tonight, they strike out eight. That means that $200 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative.
0: Okay, Kyle, thank you very much. What did we learn? Well, we learned that Sandy Alcantara, on the positive side, is A-okay. Five and two thirds, four hits, two runs. I know that he wanted to finish out that sixth inning, but as far as him returning and any questions about that bicep, I thought he looked really good. Again, against a really tough atlanta braves lineup Uh, it was great to see sandy out there punched out six, so uh we learned that sandy will be a-okay and and hopefully uh will continue his success throughout this very long season all right let's hear from the manager skip schumacher on the 6-4 loss to the atlanta braves
3: skip you guys take a 4-2 lead into the eighth and then the braves turn around and score four what do you think was the turning point
4: Yeah, he felt really good about, um, you know, what our back-end bullpen has done um, to start the season. And you knew they weren't going to be perfect the whole year. So it's something, um, you know, they weren't going to not give up a run. And I think we just defensively, we made a couple mistakes. And um, that kind of was the story of that eighth inning. Uh,
3: The ground ball to Cooper uh, hit hard, but one he probably should have had.
4: Yeah, he'd probably tell you he'd he'd want it back. Um, You know, not an easy play. It was a diving play, but he'd probably tell you that he'd... Would like to have that over again um, to come back to the flow. He'd probably tell you I'd want that uh, over again, and um, uh, you know, a kind of a mental lapse um, with another play. Um, but I think the the story was just you know the um, you know pretty much not defending the baseball right there in the eighth inning hurt us.
3: The floor has been good all season. Uh, where, where would you kind of pinpoint, I guess, the root of his struggles here in the.
4: I mean, he just, it's just one of those innings, I, I don't, um, we still trust Flo, he just had one of those games, and uh, that was gonna happen eventually. Um, you know, stuck to happen right now, but he's, uh, he'll he will get the eighth inning tomorrow if it happens again, and or ninth inning, depending on what happens. But, you know, we still trust him, just one of those games.
0: Sandy looked really good through the first five, and then they start, they got to him in the six, just what did you see sort of flip there?
4: yeah he fell behind the last last inning to a couple guys and some hard hit balls it felt like he was digging in on um each hitter right there and some deep counts and just felt like it was it was time um you know hadn't pitched in 8 or 9 days and so just felt like that was the time to go and um you know that he he's not happy about it and I get it um he wants to go and and finish that inning um but felt like you know with all things considered, right there was the time to, to make the move. Do
3: you think he was running out of gas
4: at all? Or? I, I don't know about running out of gas. Um, I just I never think Sandy's running out of gas. He's just he's too conditioned for that. I just felt like he was just digging in that that inning and felt like um, you know with everything that happened, kind of a longer inning. He hasn't pitched in a while um, and felt like Bras was a good matchup for Grisham right there. And um, luckily Avi threw him out. But I, I think uh, that was that was kind of what we were circling.
1: It was a it was a fifteen minute top of the sixth. And you think it was that just sitting on the in the dugout a long time uh, contributed
4: to that? Yeah, possibly. You know, I I, I trust Sandy in any condition. Um, how long the wait is, weather doesn't matter. I mean, we trust Andy to go out there, and that hasn't changed either. I think if it was a, if he hadn't pitched and if it was every fifth day, and we weren't you know uh, didn't have it, that you know little bicep thing going on, um, which he's perfectly healthy now. But I think um, you know right there, just longer inning, just felt like it was the time to go.
3: You know, obviously, it's a long season, just the way he started, you you said him, Jesus, you're not worried about, but just, what are you, I guess, sensing from, like, he seems like he's a bit off still, is it mechanical, is it just, you know, like, last year he started out a bit slow, too, but what are you seeing, maybe, then?
4: uh, I, I I see ninety-seven to ninety-nine with good sink, and um, geez, I think he his depth on his changeup was really good today. His slider was really good today. Um, I, I'm again, I I don't worry about Sandy. I don't think it's anything. You know, we're maybe slightly concerned about the bicep a few days ago. Now it's um, that's in the past, and he's ready to go. And uh, that felt like more vintage Sandy uh, today. And um, so I'll, I'll take that version any day
3: mentioned Garcia's throw just as well at the at-bats home run I think he had solid contact later on in the game just continuing to see I guess and turning that around
4: since Cleveland and the adjustment that he made with hitting group um, he's feeling really good about where he's at um, driving the ball I know he he's only got one tonight with a walk uh, or you know home run and a walk but he drove the ball to right field today as well and I just feel like his at-bats have gotten better and better and better um, and again, we need him to go, it's early 20 something games in, um, but you know, we do need him to get going and he feels like he's right there and, um, you know, our, our hitting group feels like he's right there as well. So, you know, when he, go- when he goes, it's a big bat in the lineup. And, um, so it's, it's a lot more fun when he's, when he's, uh, when he's hitting the baseball and impacting the baseball and he can defend, you know, he can play left and right. Um, and that was a big out at that time in the, that moment of the game.
3: And Sanchez and Jazz as well, going deep, um. Jazz two days in a row. Seems like maybe he's
4: Yeah, he's feeling you know, he told me uh, before the game that he's feeling like he's he's about to get hot, which is a good thing to hear from anybody. Um but yeah, that's a couple games in a row where he's taking really good at bats and uh, you know, with his speed he can you know, he beat out a baseball yesterday and stole a base and um playing a really good center field and I just feel like he's starting to get more comfortable in the outfield and now he can relax a little bit and, and you know, I think a little, maybe a little bit affected his hitting, you know, just because he wanted to be so good out there and it just took a little bit of time. But um, he's looking really, really good and, you know, talked about it a little bit yesterday with Sanchez, doesn't get much playing time, comes in, hits a home run, um, you know, that's that's not easy to do. And um, we've talked about it before when, you know, you're not playing a ton and it's tough to just sit and kind of rot on the bench a little bit and, um, you know credit to him that you know he's only gotten a couple of bats the last few days and kind of a spot start in the double header but um, you know he came up and hit a you know, big big home run at the time um, and it's all you can ask for for a guy that hasn't played in a while.
0: Was Sandy a bit frustrated being taken out of that spot?
4: I'm sure he was yeah yeah there's a good chance he's unless he goes nine he's frustrated um, and that's okay you want that you know, I want guys to not uh, be frustrated and be pissed off that they're coming out of the game I don't want guys that want to come out of the game and so you know, I totally get it. Uh, he's a competitor, and you know players don't want to get pinched hit for, players don't want to get come out of the game. so that's that's why they're here. They're big leaguers. and um, you know Sandy is one of the best in the game, and he wants to finish that inning. I, I understand that part of it, but um, you know we, we have to make t- tough decisions sometimes.
0: Okay, that was Skip Schumacher. Let's head down and listen to what Sandy Alcantara had to say after his performance yesterday against the Braves.
3: Sandy, first things
5: first, how's the arm feeling after the outing tonight? Uh, first of all, I want to say thank God for keeping me helped into the game. I mean, everything feels good. You know, great job by the trainer, you know, bring me quick to the game. And, you know, everything was good today.
3: You were solid through five, some struggles there in the six. Overall, how do you feel about the outing?
5: Uh, let's say, más o menos, you know. I mean, I mean, I don't know, you know, get out of the game like that, you know, working a couple people, you know. That made me feel so bad.
0: How tough was it when Skip did come out there, two outs, one, knowing you would want to finish the inning yourself? How
5: tough was that for you? I well, you said, you know, I just want to finish that inning, you know what I mean? But I get frustrated when I walk back to bad people, you know what I mean? I don't get mad about him, you know, because I know I got less than 90 pitches today, you know, because I was sit down for nine or 10 days, you know, and you know, I understand that.
0: And what <laughs> happened, what do you think happened
5: in the sixth overall after doing as well as you did through the first five? I don't know what happened there, you know what I mean? Just trying to to compete, you know, and that don't happen.
3: Sandy, what sort of adjustments, I think I heard on the broadcast, that you, did you make from the last time you pitched? Something about the glove and your arm slot, and how did they help you stay lower in the zone today?
5: Ah, uh, you know, I got time to to work with my pitching call now, you know what I mean? We, we was working on something on my mechanic, you know, and at the end of the day, we, we make it back, you know, and we're here now, we're back.
3: How important those those pitches lower in the zone? I think it was a season high for you, and that's probably part of the reason maybe you were so successful through those first
5: five innings. Yeah, I just want to be able to command my pitches today. You know what I mean? I saw it in the, in the bullpen when I was wor- warming up, and, you know, I just trying to go out there and trying to do the same thing, you know, first five, inning, first, five, first five inning, you know, great success, you know, just came out on the six, and I don't know what happened there.
3: Sandy, every time I guess we talk to you, the first thing you tell us is, you know, thank God for keeping you healthy, you know, having your start pushed back for the first time because of an arm-related thing. How much does it mean for you to be able to go back on the mound, you know, after having something like that happen? You
5: know, I always want to say thanks, God, for everything, you know. There's a lot of good day, bad day, you know, you got here every year. So, I mean, hopefully I'm here now, I'm back, I feel so happy, you know, and God put me here, you know, he want to be the guy who want to take me out to... Do you think sitting for 15 minutes in the top of the sixth attributed to the struggles in the bottom of the sixth? Maybe that. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe.
3: Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Thanks
0: so. Sam. All right, that was Sandy Alcantara. We are right back at it today, this afternoon, 12 pitch. I've got Marlins on deck at 11.50. Wake up, have your breakfast. Do whatever you want to do on this Thursday morning, but know that you've got Marlins baseball on deck. 12 pitch. Thank you, as always, for rewinding with us, Marlins Nation. Let's flip the M together, Miami. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.